Oh, gosh. I need to, like, wake up, shake it off. Like, You're telling me. <laughs> oh, that's true. And I had more sleep than you did. I just hung around high school kids. Okay, sorry. The high school kids are exhausting. They are. I was like, like a formal education and experience. I wasn't just hanging around high school kids. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but it was all day. Um, I'm just, I'm just remembering a what's his name? The guy that's like always in Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> Where you he, can do it, guy. You can do it. No, 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 not him. Like, uh, have you seen Billy Madison? Yes. Where it was like, uh, there was a guy that wanted to had like a hit list of people that he wanted to end up killing and Billy Madison was on it. And so Billy Madison called him up and was like, hey, I'm sorry for bullying you all those years ago. He's like, it's okay, man. And then they hung up the phone and he's just like, damn it. And he crosses Billy Madison <laughs> off his list of people he wants to kill. I don't know this guy. <laughs> uh, he was the dude that ended up injuring himself and grownups like badly at the water park. Um, I can't remember his name. I need to look him up. I want to say his name is like Belushi or something like that. Oh, I don't know who that is. But uh, there's literally a clip on the internet where uh, he's trying to pretend to be like a high schooler, but he looks like he's in his 50s. He's just like, hey, guys, you know where I can get some drugs? Oh, like, that like, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. you, you know the scene I'm talking about where he has like a skateboard behind yeah, his head, his hat yeah, turns yeah, backwards? Yeah, yeah, Is that the same guy that plays in Deuce Bigelow? Is that the same guy? Or are they just two like, like guys with that. long curly hair? No. Does he have long? I don't think he has long curly hair. Does he have curly hair? I'm thinking of like a brown curly haired guy. No, that's still the you can do it guy. Yeah, that's Rob Schneider. Right. Thank you. But uh, I can't remember this guy's name. Well, as important as this is. Steve Buscemi. (laughs) Steve Buscemi. That's who it is. That's what he looks like. Yeah, that's the you can do it guy. No. Yes, it is. No, Rob Schneider is the you can do it guy. No. Yeah. Look Look it up. Look up You Can Do It. That's totally guy. He has a hat on. You can do it. Yeah. That's Rob Schneider. No. He always does, no, no, he always does this kind of characters. That's Rob Schneider. No, I'm saying, I'm not saying look up Rob Schneider. I know what Rob Schneider looks like. I'm saying look up the You Can Do It guy. I'm not using my data for that. Oh, okay. Now, because it's not going to prove your point here. Well, no, because it's a video and I'm not going to use my data for a video. Mm-hmm. But you can could, you could at least see who it is. Um, what's it called? I'm telling you, it's Rob Schneider. Mm-mm. I bet you... Rob Schneider always plays the racist stereotype character in all those Adam Sandler movies. It is Rob Schneider. (laughs) I told you! (laughs) Welcome everyone to the Fairpoint Podcast. It's your host, Daniel Fairley II, and our sound producer, Bertram. Yes, Zeke. that is me, Bertram Zeke. I'm staring at Daniel because I was expecting him to not give me the alley oop this week, but he did it. He did it. I still don't see how this is an alley oop, but you know, it's here. an alley oop. I'm not sitting here waiting for it. Because then, what do you? What? But I'm not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Bertram Zeke. Yes, I am here. Okay, now, now that people know you're here. Yes. There is no other way that they would know I'm here unless you were to introduce me. Or unless you were to say, hi, I'm Bertram Zeke. See, I'm too shy to do that. I'm okay. very antisocial. So the only way that people can be introduced to me is by someone else introducing me to them. It's a flaw of my character. I didn't write the script. 
I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> Tired me is the best me for content. Well, I know. And then so now that's what people are going to get because of the times that we record and the times that you work. Yes. Now they're only going to get Tired Bertram. Three and a half hours of sleep. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> okay. Like I said before, welcome everyone to the Fairpoint Podcast. Uh, yep. Nope. You sure? I think. I think. Yes. Okay. You, you got to do this again. The whole thing? No, not the whole thing. Oh, maybe the. No. Welcome everyone to the Fairpoint Podcast. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Because I, I got to, again, I got to like warm up and get into it. Oh. I was thinking about doing some of those like the copper coffee pot. You know what I'm talking about? No. Yeah, it's like it's like a word thing. It's like a I, I know the word thing, but I've never heard that one. Yeah, there's one that's like a cop the cup of copper coffee. Uh, I have never heard of that one. It's a thing. I've heard of people doing like red leather, yellow leather, like over and over again. I've heard the she sell she shell dang it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. I know people know what I'm talking about. And a few others, but I've never heard that one. It is, it's one. It's a really good one. Oh, a proper cup of cop, copper. Sorry, here we go. Come on, you're even reading it. Come on, you I got know. this. You got this. A proper, okay. A proper copper coffee pot. That's what you're supposed to say. A proper copper coffee pot. A, cop, proper <laughs> cof, a proper copper coffee pot. You're supposed to say that. That's the thing. Um... Oh, it's a whole, it's a, it's a lyric thing. Jesus. All I want is a proper cup of coffee made in a proper copper coffee pot. You cannot believe it or not. Uh, what? Okay. But I want a cup, uh, but I want a cup of coffee from a proper copper co- coffee pot. 10 coffee pots, iron coffee pots. They're not good to me. If I can't have a proper cup of coffee from a co- proper coffee, from a proper copper coffee pot, I'll just have tea. All I want is a proper cup of tea. Oh, they have a video. Okay, so who was the sponsored rapper to do this for? (laughs) Please turn that off. 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 This is amazing. They're dancing. These is all white this people. Is, this is a white people moment where white people need wow. to stop. Wow. Wow. How do you feel about your aunt and uncle just up here making copper? copper oh, that ain't them. <laughs> that ain't them. Man. Well, now they're all warmed up. I'm going to definitely post a link to that. People need to know about the proper copper coffee pot. You said it great that time. I did. I felt really good about it. <laughs> you're, just, you're just like, you just sat there and just looked at me. And I'm just uh, like, in your head, you're just like, nailed it. Nailed it. And I'm just sitting there looking at you like, dang. <laughs> That's what happens when you practice. Okay. So welcome everyone again. Um, uh, this is a Fairpoint podcast in case you were confused. And we've had a super long intro. But... Thank you again. Please like and subscribe to anything and everything that we do, including the Fairpoint Podcast on Instagram, the Fairpoint Pod on Twitter. Email us at thefairpointpodcast at gmail.com. You can like and subscribe at Bertram. Huh? 
YouTube, Castos, <laughs> Stitcher. <laughs> oh, that's what you meant. iTunes, SoundCloud. No. <laughs> Don't go to SoundCloud. We're on Apple, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, Castos hosting site. Stitcher. Castos is the hosting site. Did I say Stitcher? I thought I said Stitcher. I don't think it's Stitcher. There's six. I don't know. I'd be tired. Look, Just look up, and then you're going to find our faces. They're orange. Yes. N- like, not normally. Like, we're not Donald Trump wannabes or anything like that. We would hate that. But, yeah, our faces are orange in the thumbnail profile picture. Whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, this week. A uh, lot's happened this week. Oh, my God. First of all, I just want to say... The FBI may not be getting paid for their work, but they arrested Roger Stone, and that is a miracle. I am happy for justice. I'm happy for this day in American history where the guy that worked with Nixon that intimidated the vote counters in Florida to make Bush win the election, that propelled Donald Trump into the spotlight and has done just horrific things throughout the political scene his entire life. It's finally going to jail. See, all of that was complete and total news to me. All I saw was like the Twitter <laughs> alert that it was that the FBI without pay went to go arrest him. Mm-hmm. And someone said that was like the funniest sentence in English ever. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, I know nothing really about this dude. And I was like, too tired, too busy right now to check out who exactly it was. So that's a lot of information right there. Yeah. So what you need to do is you need to go on Netflix and you need to watch Get Me Roger Stone. This is like, it's like maybe an hour and a half, two hour documentary, but it is like mind blowing how much this guy, Roger Stone, has completely infiltrated, influenced, and corrupted the Republican Party like for the worse. It's just been incredible. He's had his hand in every type of political scandal and national scandal um, to deal with the Republican Party since Nixon. So he's like the human US embodiment of Russia. Right now, of yes, how and he works very closely with Russia. Oh, yeah, I know it all goes back to Russia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of wish we could have left the whole Russia thing in the Cold War, but yeah, no. no. Um, so yes, so definitely check that out because it's a really that's the only reason why I even knew who Roger Stone was, was because uh, one of my friends recommended a documentary to me. And I watched it and I was like, what? Like this one person did all of these horrible things that you could have ever have imagined. It was really bad. Um, so check it out. But that's going to teach you, teach you more about Roger Stone and why he should have been arrested a really long time ago. Mm-hmm. But, you know. It's kind of surprising that he's been going since Nixon and Nixon actually got in trouble. Right. Exactly. I'm telling you, it's it's really messed up. Uh, just keep keep going down the rabbit hole because Roger Stone has done a lot of really shady things. So happy that that happened. That was some news this morning that was great to wake up to. Um, other than that, there has also been a lot of controversy. And it's really funny because if we had recorded an episode, I didn't even know when, on Saturday of last week, then it would have been a very different story than recording an episode on, like, Sunday of last week. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I'm thinking most specifically about the Covington Catholic boys that were standing in front of the Native American um, Nathan. What's that his name? Nathan Phillips. Nathan Phillips. And just all that happened on that day at the March for Our Lives. No, sorry. March for Life Mm -hmm. protest in D.C. But yeah, but it was pretty incredible. I don't know... 
Do you get the background? Me get the background. I have like a little thing. I know you have a little thing, but I will just say like one thing first. What you're saying with uh, it would have been a very different story based on if we recorded on two different days. Like that's just kind of how news is. Like everybody's rushing to get everything out that mm-hmm. you'll rush everything out and you'll never have the whole entire story until later. Right. And even now, I don't think that we still have the whole story. Um, I don't think we do either. But yeah, so so to go from, I'll go kind of like in chronological order as to like what happened and then Saturday response with like liberal vindication into like Sunday response with like conservative vindication. Mm-hmm. So what basically happened was that there was a video that was sent out um, on Twitter that like got a lot of views and then a lot of retweets and sparked a lot of outrage especially from liberal viewers um, of like a white boy, like a teenager, just standing and smirking in the face of a Native American who was doing a traditional chant. And the white boy was wearing a MAGA hat. Surrounded by MAGA hat wearing friends. Um, Mm -hmm. And during the specific part of the video that was shown, they were chanting like build a wall and just like a bunch of just really obviously racial and hateful things that were uh, being chanted at this person, at this Native American. And so it just kind of became this whole idea of like, this is what white supremacy looks like. This is what thousands of years of oppression and raping and pillaging of like a people looks like. This Native American standing like in defense of like his homeland to these white boys that are just smirking being like, we've taken everything from you, like, and we're pleased with ourselves. And the thing is the picture does look exactly just like that description of it is this is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Like that's exactly what that photo looks like. Yeah, exactly. Um, So with that, people start comparing like the kids to like Nazis and KKK. Um, The, even the school themselves said that like, we're going to take immediate action, even up to suspension or expulsion of these kids. There's one person named Mr. Dane, 1982, that tweeted, white male privilege equals Nick Sandman, the guy that was the kid smirking. Uh, then add white male privilege. It's a stronger defense for Nick Sandman. Uh, what, it, what he fails to comprehend, he is now embedded into history as a modern-day KKK mentee. He used his white maleness for a bigoted intimidation tactic to present fear. And so people, again, calling MAGA hats now at like the modern day KKK hood and this idea of like white men, you know, pillaging and, and taking from people um, and being proud of themselves mm-hmm. for that work. So it became like this whole like liberal vindication, right? This whole idea of like, this is exactly what we're talking about. You wonder why we say like these people, like the wall is about racism. You wonder why we say that um, MAGA, Make America Great Again, is all about taking and going back to the heyday, if you will, of like the founding of America when everything was taken from a people because, you know, one, these white people had guns and they were able to kill, rape, pillage, give syphilis blankets or um, mm-hmm. smallpox, smallpox blankets. Um, and so... That's just kind of like what it came about, right? And then there's even a person named Riza Aslan, um, who's a religious scholar, that tweeted a photo of the boy and said, have you ever seen a more punchable face of these kids than these kids? The filmmaker Michael Green showed the same image and tweeted, uh, a face like that never changes. This image will define his life. No one needed to ever forgive him. And so this very visceral reaction of like, 
F this kid, like he's the worst, F everything that he stands for, all of his friends, um, they're all a bunch of tiny bigots, Mm -hmm. is basically what kind of like came of it. And then Sunday rolls around. And I'll be honest, I was one of these people that was just kind of like, this is really messed up. Like, I don't think I tweeted or uh, posted anything on Facebook, but I was still just like, this is super messed up. Like, how dare this person? I was really just more just like over it, just like, uh, disgusted. Mm -hmm. Like, of course this happens. Same. And so then Sunday comes around and then like the boys basically kind of gets to more of the backstory. It wasn't just like a group of MAGA kids like coming and disrupting a Native American like march to like yell, build the wall at them. Mm-hmm. Um, so the boys are there for the March for the Life, March for Life anti-abortion rally. Um, and then there were a group of Black is Hebrew Israelites that were saying like super hateful things. Like my God, like I don't know if you saw the video of what they were saying. But it was like, I mean, just the worst types of things. I mean, they were calling these kids a group of future school shooters. They were using like the F word, like homosexual slur, F word, um, and just anything under the sun to like degrade people just walking by, you know, just anyone that was near them. They would just like degrade them in different ways. Women, white kids, anyone, they were just like spewing hate at these people. Mm. Um, And so then it became this like, so with the story, I guess, like, with the story that the Nick Sandman told was, like, these people were spewing all this hate, and they were yelling at the kids, and the kids, instead of, like, yelling hate back at them, decided to start doing, like, school cheers and chants and whatever from, like, Covington. And so after their, as they were doing those cheers and chants, the Native American Nathan Phillips saw that, like, the Black... Hebrew Israelites were yelling at like the kids the kids were like yelling back and so that's when like the Native American went to like create peace in between like the two people and like started doing his own chants and then that's when Nathan that's when like the picture and like the videos uh emerged because then the chants went from like school chants to like build that wall and like these other like hateful things that like Trump has obviously spewed mm-hmm. and embedded in their minds so yeah, so what happened was like on Sunday, uh, like this white kid, Nathan Sandman, basically their his parents hired a public relations firm. Um, uh, Nick Sandman. Yeah, Nick Sandman. Uh, his parents hired a public relations firm called Run Switch PR, which helped him to de- like create a three-page statement, which he said, in which Nick Sandman said, I was not intentionally making faces at the protester. I did smile at one point because I wanted him to know that I was not going to be angry at him, intimidated, or provoked into a larger confrontation. Nick Sandman said, I do not have hateful feelings in my heart. Um, and then people started like walking back their comments and being like, I didn't give this kid the benefit of the doubt. I'm really sorry. I like, you know, shouldn't have said that these kids need to be suspended without knowing the full story, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and just apologizing for like jumping to conclusions about what had happened. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then it became this whole liberal thing. And like Sarah Huckabee Sanders was like, I've never seen people so happy to destroy a boy's life. And I've never, you know what I mean? Like just like this whole MAGA, like wave coming back and being like, rah, rah, rah. Like Mm -hmm. he was doing the right thing. These kids are angels. They're heroes. They deserve to be respected and lauded for all of their greatness. And yeah, so that was just kind of like, from that standpoint, it was just interesting for me to kind of go from seeing one thing on Facebook one day and then seeing, like, another, like, have you seen the rest of the video, like, type of images the next day. Mm-hmm. How about for you? What was it like for you? I never watched any of the videos, mm-hmm. honestly. I just, like, like I saw, like, a small snippet, like, when you scroll through Twitter and you see that the video plays, but you don't click on it. 
but right. I, only, I only saw the like original video of it. But mm-hmm. then I saw like all the news come out about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there wasn't too much to it that I saw other than like what was flying around information wise. Right, right. I mean, I think that overall, there are some people that have some pretty good points. Um, not Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Though. No, not I'm definitely getting, not her I'm point. Getting to her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you have a bunch of white kids, there was a, sorry, there was a, a tweet for a guy named Calvin uh, Stowell who said, "When you have a bunch of white kids screaming, build the wall at indigenous folks, it's apparent that the wall, quote unquote, has nothing to do with border security and is simply a monument to white supremacy." Um, which which I, think I, is, I agree with. You know what I mean? That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Like, no matter what they say, as far as, like, I was trying to defuse a situation or whatever, like, I'm sure that was true in the very beginning, but then you start getting into, like, chanting your own, you know what I mean, your own, like, hate in, a, mm. in your own way, right? Yeah, even without that, I would still say the wall seems to be a monument to white supremacy. Oh, absolutely. Like, um, like I don't need kids chanting it in order to, to tell me that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and there's another person uh, named, yeah, so so it's called, uh, it's at Muslim IQ, who said 15,000 kids in concentration camps, White House shrugs, uh, thousands of kids died and died to due to no health care, uh, the White House shrugs, hundreds of kids killed in school shootings, White House shrugs, but then a MAGA team rebuked for mocking a Native American elder, White House, quote, I've never seen people so happy to destroy a kid's life, you know what I mean, which is just mm-hmm. like, so interesting the way in which this, these are the lies we value, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I saw another person respond to that tweet and say, like responding to the, I've never seen someone so happy to destroy a kid's life, to, well, I would ask Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown what that feels like, but they're unavailable for I comment. I saw that tweet, yeah. Right, so knowing that like people destroyed Trayvon Martin, people just like completely te- tore him apart, called him a thug. Mm-hmm. One person on Fox News, Geraldo Rivera, said, you dress like a thug, people are going to treat you like a thug. And just justifying his death because of the hoodie that he was wearing. Um, Ted Nugent called um, Trayvon Martin like a gangster wannabe, a Skittles hoodie boy, and just like all these other things that were just so disgusting. You know what I mean? To like mm-hmm. call a child yeah. and justify his death. And they do that with every black kid, everyone that dies, everyone like they, they'll just do that over and over and over again. They'll take kids that are 12 years old and turn them into grown men monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's exactly what they did with Tamir Rice, who exactly was literally just in the park mm-hmm. walking when he got gunned down by a police officer that didn't even get out of his car to gun him down. Right. Right. Still don't like, so don't tell me, don't sit here and tell me that like we were sitting here trying to destroy this kid's life over you know what i mean hate just that like yeah like and, how terrible it is that people are now starting to is like no this has been happening a matter of fact i saw that uh sarah sanders that said that mm-hmm. and then david hogg who if you're familiar is one of the kids that survived the parkland shooting uh, okay. and is one of the very outspoken kids from there right said really right <laughs> because conservatives have been going after him like crazy mm-hmm. ever since the shooting right and, and then also the shooting. And then also, I saw people bring up uh, Central Park Five mm-hmm. because Donald those Trump. were five completely innocent kids that Donald Trump was like death penalty for the whole entire thing. Mm-hmm. I think even after it was like they're innocent, like oh, yeah. Trump was still like kind of firm on it, just like really, this is now the time where people are attacking kids. Exactly. And so that's just something that like really upsets me because, well, I think it goes back to this idea, like even when, when she said it, like she, I, I never seen people so happy to destroy a kid's life, right? Mm. Because she views this child who's in high school as a kid, right? Yeah. But you don't view 
Tamir Rice as a kid. You don't view Trayvon Martin as a kid. You don't view Michael Brown as a kid. You view them as grown adults that are thugs, right? Imagine a group of black kids that were standing around, you know what I mean, yelling at another person, yelling at a white kid, yelling at even a Native American person, right? Mm -hmm. Any group of black kids that's seen together is seen as some type of like either some type of school trip or trying to show the urban city kids what it's like outside the city or a group of thugs, mm-hmm. right? Like, they're just, like, this idea, this picture of, like, when you see a congregation of Black people, there must be something bad going on. There must yeah. be something going on. Maybe a sports team. Even right? if they're not even doing anything, like, not chanting Nothing. anything, not causing any type of scene, right. they're just there. Yeah. It's a problem for some reason. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, just walk by being people that are just kind of huddled around, right? Sitting around a car at a Wawa, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? How, how many times? One of my friends and I, we were... This was like really, really back in the early days of YouTube. We were sitting around, we were at our old elementary school um, and just kind of hanging out. We were shooting like, remember like You're a Jerk? Like people do those videos. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like, again, during the beginning parts. I, I got to ask, were you one of the people that did like a Harlem Shake video? Mm-hmm. I was. Oh, <laughs> no, Daniel. Daniel, okay. Okay. So here's the reason why I did a Harlem Shake video. This was for University of Richmond. Um, and we did, was I, I think I was the mascot during this video. Um, but yeah, but we did a Harlem Shake video during that time to get people like hyped up for the games. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely did a Harlem Shake video and I was, I was in one. Go spiders. <laughs> I hate those like internet type things. I know. So we were doing one of those in the very beginning at our at our elementary school. And this With is like f- you're a jerk and or something around that time. Right, right, exactly. I'm pretty sure it was like you're a jerk. It was like me and like four or five like young black kids. Um, and this is like one of the elementary schools that's like in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Mm. Like everyone that's in this neighborhood goes to this one school. So we basically they're there were some buses, but everyone normally just walked to school. It was like mm-hmm. in a suburban neighborhood. So we were at this neighborhood, again, walked there from our houses, um, shooting this video. And there is police officer. We even shot the police officers too, actually. Um, but they came up to us and they're like, what are y'all doing here? This is trespassing. This is illegal. You know, you all can go to jail for this. And we're like, 13 14 year old kids just being like well we're just trying to like shoot a video of like you're a jerk like you know what i mean like we're not mm. we're not doing anything we're not stealing anything we're not selling drugs but these police officers it was like two cop cars that came up to us and they were just like what are y'all doing and we're like we're just we're residents like what do you mean like this is this is our local park this is you know what i mean this is what our school was to us all of us went to this school and we're just in our neighborhood. Like, why are you harassing us? Um, but it was a group of black kids that were sitting together dancing. And so it was like this idea, oh, man, I got to go, you know, see what's going on here. Obviously, something suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just like, it just really upsets me to see the ways in which I myself have been treated and other black kids have been treated um, in comparison to white kids, right? Yeah. It's just such a difference between what's, who is viewed as a child and who is viewed as a man. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like, those were the big overarching themes that I saw from that. Yes, sure. Like the kids, like I'll say that the kids from what I can, I can only believe what the kid said, whatever, right. That like he was trying to defuse the situation or whatever. Yes, it sure. He did that. Um, and Channing build that wall doesn't diffuse anything it doesn't like it makes it worse so yes like the people that were black hebrew israelites were spewing hate really really hateful and vile things 
um, that I've seen other people, like I've been walking through New York or whatever, and they have someone that will like use the Bible as a weapon and like, you know, disband like homosexuality or anything like that. And just kind of say all these really, really hateful things and using the Bible as a tool to do that, which I think is really harmful. Um, so I've seen this happen before, but I think that also like you, you weren't doing anything that was good. You know what I mean? You, that wasn't helpful what you were doing when you were chanting these things. Um, yeah. And I think that that's just, I don't, I'm not going to praise you for chanting build that wall in a way to like spew out hate with hate. Yeah. Like fighting fire with fire just makes a bigger fire. <laughs> Is that like a Bertramism or something? Is that... <laughs> I don't know. I, I have real Bertramisms, but that's kind of one thing that just, I said in the moment. Okay. It's kind of like an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Like uh-huh. that's not a me thing. That's an actual saying. Right. But yeah. It's just like fighting fire decided. with fire just makes a bigger fire. <laughs> Thanks for your So, words. but like looking at this coverage, that's completely mm-hmm. true. It's like, you can look at the kids and be like, okay, maybe you weren't like as wrong as everybody says you are, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you're right. Exactly. Which is the point that I get to with Chris Long, um, go Eagles, where he, basically made a statement, right? So he said, I'm absolutely guilty of sharing one of the first videos I saw that were available. Longer ones emerged after 48 hours. Uh, More info still coming out. I watched the YouTube and longer clips. My initial take was, these kids behave like ignorant, disrespectful, mocking children. I was upset. I watched a two and a half video on YouTube and the longer clip. And here's what I think now. The kids are ignorant, disrespectful, mocking children. (laughs) Uh, the Israelites are also um, spewed some really hateful things and using homophobic slurs. Nathan Phillips approaches students. Um, all these facts are not mutually ex- excluded, mutually exclusive. I don't know why we struggle with this so much. My takeaway remains that if you find yourself at the tail end of Indigenous People March with a hat that you that has come to symbolize something, this is a reality. Argue with it if you think you should, but it's really a reality. Um, symbolize something hateful. You may want to keep a low profile. Threatening violence against kids is wrong. The left is not a monolith. So if you don't like something someone says, then talk to that person. There you go. No whataboutisms. People who think the kids are just fine or fine actors will never be satisfied. But there you go. So I think that like that's kind of a lot of my own feelings of like, this is still wrong. They're just more wrong people. You know, like mm. it's it's kind of the same thing we talked about before of like holding two truths of like, sure, these kids may have come up and said that like, this is what that, this is what I want to do. I want to diffuse a situation by s- chanting school chants. And like, there's a, someone that approached me and still those chants turn into build that wall. You're still wearing MAGA hats. You're still, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this is still also all these things can still be hateful as well. Mm-hmm. And apparently they were doing also things like a, uh... Uh, tomahawk chop and other they things were that yeah were like yeah that were actually mocking towards phillips exactly and he said that like oh we were just dancing or my friends were dancing along and we thought that the native american was chanting with us but no like you're doing like tomahawk chocks you're you're going like you know patting your mouth um and making like an o sound you know like you're doing mm. all these like racist things yeah right so like you can be racist and the black Israelites can be really horrible and homophobic. And like these, these, all, all these things can be true. Right. But I think that like, we have a hard time. We need like one villain, right? Mm-hmm. We need like one thing to be like, I'm mad at this person. Yeah. Oh, that person wasn't completely horrible. Okay. I'm mad at this other person who now I don't know. You know I mean the full story of that or whatever. Right. But it's, it's, 
both can be true. That's yeah. kind of my thing. Well, yeah, people do constantly want to have like just one true enemy, but there is the saying as like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, mm-hmm. which if they're enemies, like they could both be out for completely selfish reasons, but because you're against one, uh, you will completely go with the other, ignoring anything that goes with them. So like that goes back to like the presidential election. People were like, oh, I'm voting for Trump because I don't like Hillary. I don't like what she brings to the table. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pick between uh, whatever they felt was the lesser of two evils instead of actually trying to get somebody that would be good for the position <laughs> that everybody could like agree on. is like, yeah, this person isn't bad. Mm-hmm. Instead, it was literally like, well, this guy isn't as bad. It's just like, no, that guy's still pretty bad. Yeah, really horrible. And never thought he was going to win the election, so he colluded with Russia. And then now is in hot water. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's Trump. But, yeah, the the interesting thing with this story is just, like, all the different stories that come out of it. Like, the black Hebrew Israelites have come out saying, like, they were actually minding their business first. Okay. And then it was the kids were like taunting them and mm-hmm. had been taunting other people. Mm-hmm. So which one of them like said that he responded with, uh, say what you will about us, but it's not blacks or Hispanics that shoot up schools. Okay. And, and then supposedly that's where like the, the, the real heat between both mm-hmm. started from. Gotcha. And then it was, uh, yeah, apparently when Phillips went in between them, he's, he had said that he had seen the kids like previously throughout the day mocking other groups that they saw along the way. That's not surprising. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely wouldn't let the kids off the hook. I might say that the main image that we all see from it, that could have been something that was exaggerated. But it's, mm-hmm. even if it's exaggerated, what we see in that picture is still the embodiment of what was happening in that instance, leaving out the black Hebrew Israelites. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's all just, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't think anyone's a hero in this story, I guess, is another like part that we look for. We look for a villain and we look for a hero. Yeah. I would say Phillips didn't come off as a hero, but he didn't come off as a villain. Right. Either. Right. Although people are trying to vilify him. Oh, absolutely. Like I saw apparently yesterday was someone came out on Twitter saying it's just like, uh, Nathan Phillips, Native American for the video, has a criminal record. Uh, of course. To which people are just like, well, when something like that happens, I always have questions I ask. It was, uh, when was it mm-hmm. based on their age and the time period? Because mm-hmm. based on what their uh, nationality is, their race, that can have a very big standing. What was it? And what were any charges, pleas, and were they convicted of whatever it was Mm -hmm. to what she was like 19. It was driving without a license. And there was also like underage drinking. So for something like that, it's like, okay, whatever. Right. It's not like he did like a grand theft or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So then we follow Nick Sandman in about five years. (laughs) Some of the same charges. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I don't stand with the kids in any sort of manner. No. As a matter of fact, I saw one article where it said uh, the kids were wrong from the start just from wearing the hats, to which I thought it was, it was definitely like a liberal biased article. Right. But even with that, there was a point that that the moment you wear it, you're already like taunting other people. Oh, absolutely. Like it's when somebody walks around with 
a Confederate flag on their shirt or like yes. drives around with Confederate flags flapping off the back of their truck or something like people will be like, this is my prize. Like, no, you're intimidating other people. Right. Even if that's not your intention, you're still intimidating other people to which I don't really believe anybody ever does that without the intent of intimidating. Yeah. Like, right. like it, the it, flag it, off the truck thing, like the shirt, maybe I see people trying to claim it's heritage and be like, okay, that's just your ignorance on the matter. But I can believe that you mean that. But when you're like actively like flying it for everyone to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe you're trying to taunt. I mean, I think any showcase of that flag or, you know, trying to revitalize Robert E. Lee's birthday, like we talked about before, all of that is just, it's intimidation, right? It's scare tactics. It's the reason why we have statues in our city. It's the reason why we have people that, love and still celebrate the civil war mm. it's because it's like they do this because it is a scare tactic. It, it is an intimidation technique to keep black people at bay to keep people of color at bay to keep anyone that doesn't believe in white supremacy or this idea that white people are inherently better than others which is what the confederacy was fighting for you can give me the bs that they were fighting for a state's rights but they were fighting for the state's rights to keep slaves Mm-hmm. So don't tell me that this is all about like a, we just wanted to be more individualized and, you know, have everyone in their own state deal with their own problems. Like, no, that's not what you're talking about. Because all of those states that were in the Confederacy, all of them had slaves and all of them were trying to keep their slaves. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that that's just, like, it, we just, we know it. And I think that there are people that will try to make it something that it's not um, in order to save face. But even again now with MAGA hats and with whatever, like people are bold, emboldened to say hateful things, to be openly hateful. Like, you know, they have been in the South forever, um, mm-hmm. but also just be openly hateful on social media or whatever. Like they're throwing up these flags and these signs to show like, this is where I stand mm-hmm. and firmly, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that like, I don't know, that's something that, I, I never was one to believe that, like, it was about heritage. Yeah. Right? The same thing that, like, this wall is not about border security. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, like, the last thing that uh, Phillips said to, like, the group of kids before he left after that incident was, uh, make America great. Not again, make America great. Mm. Which I think that's something that nobody would be against that sentiment sentiment right. want to be i always better. say sentiment like it's rock but sentiment <laughs> okay you need to do yeah. some copper popper poppy pots <laughs> look, popper copper coffee pot look man i know everybody wants to be pacific about things but <laughs> okay mm-hmm. yeah wrapping up the story yeah like kids were wrong black hebrew israelites were wrong i wouldn't say phillips is wrong he was trying to defuse a situation which partially created the look of the situation Mm -hmm, originally, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't really put any blame on him for it because he was literally trying to stop it. Right. And it also was his March. Like what? Like this, like this is literally the indigenous people's March. Like they were marching through and whatever. So then all these people come around, you know, take over their space. What do you know? Mm -hmm. Insert history of America here. Um, And so, yeah, no, I don't, I don't blame him at all. Yeah. I went to top it all off at my workplace. Mm-hmm. We have a whole bunch of TVs set up. So when people are working out, they can watch TVs. 
and like staring me in the face the entire time is the Fox News TV, Ugh. which is right next to the CNN TV. But right, still, you had the Fox News TV, and I swear, last night and the night before that, every single hour, every single show had two things in common on every single one. One was this story. Mm-hmm. You constantly would see like the clip of Phillips and Sandman on every single hour of each programming for a total of 16 hours, basically. <laughs> they do that, a lot of the same content. Yeah. And then uh, also just Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the rise of socialism in the Democratic Party. And just like <laughs> every single hour, those two things were there every single time. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, okay, I get it. You, you don't have much to go off of other than just like like embracing yourselves and trying to throw away others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what, that's what they're but, known for and what they're good at. And then this morning there was a segment where uh, there was one of the talk show hosts that was trying to do like the Fortnite dances. Oh, the, God. The orange justice where like you like flip your arms and like start bending down. Okay, and then, I know what you're talking about. And then also uh, the floss. Uh-huh. I cannot floss. I, My little brothers try to show me a bunch of times and I can't do it. Yeah. But yeah, it was just like seeing all those things. I was just like, like I ended up putting my fist in my mouth during the, the Fortnite dancing. I was just like, this is, this is painful. I have to like bite down <laughs> on something. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. this story was something that played every single hour. Yeah. Uh, was there anything you want to talk about for, uh, I like it like that or that's too damn bad. No, I didn't really have anything planned. If anything, I've been doing a lot more planning for the whole next month. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We'll we'll have <laughs> we'll have one really solid segment each week for the month of February. Okay. One very solid, dependable segment awesome. each week. <laughs> All right then. Uh so I was thinking about my Yeah. And when the beat is done, it's coming back into that year. I like it like there. Yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, so I was thinking about that for this weekend, and I was like, who have I not, like, boosted in a while? Or who, like, deserves credit that doesn't really get credit? Mm -hmm. Um, And who who do I need to amplify, right? Like, who's, Mm -hmm. like, someone that's, like, done a bunch of things? And then I started thinking about it, and I was like, yo, black women are super dope. Like... They, women in general, obviously, and then black women that have to deal with so much, but then overcome so much and that Mm -hmm. have taught me so much that it's just amazing. And then I also thought I think about like our city and I realized that our city is literally run by black women. Our mayor, Nakia Walker, first black female mayor of Charlottesville, also ran as an independent, so didn't take any like big, large Democratic or Republican donations, like grassroots campaign was an activist in the community that became the mayor. Um, Chief Rashad Brackney, first black male, first black female chief of police inside of Charlottesville. Um, Ziana Bryant, I don't know if you know her, but she's an amazing Charlottesville teen that I work with who authored the petition in 2016 to get the statues removed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, black woman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so she was a person that offered that, that, um, that, I guess, like, legislation to get the statues removed and the renaming of Lee Park. She also is coming out with a book called Reclaim. And, like, this is, like, an 18-year-old woman that's, like, written a book, wrote legislation, like, has been on CNN. Like, what? Like, these people are doing such amazing things. 
We also just hired a new person named uh, Kaina Thomas, who was just hired as a chief of staff for the Charlottesville City Council. Like, so many amazing Black women, like, run the city and, like, make it what it is and are literally here, especially with Mayor, like, Nakia Walker and Chief Brackney. Those are people that have come and, like, risen in the ranks after Charlottesville, after the August 11th and the 12th, right? It's mm-hmm. like our city had, like, a different, um, you know, our city had a different mayor, a white male mayor, um, and also had a different chief of police. It was a black male chief of police. And they have come in and they've, like, been able to, like, restore and, like, be on that restorative side of the hurt that's happened inside of our city. Mm-hmm. And so they've been tasked with a lot. And they've been, a, there's a lot that's been expected of them. Um, but they have done such an incredible, like just monumental job, not to, <laughs> that's poor choice of words, speaking of the monuments. Monuments. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've done a monumental job and being able to like, just restore our community. Right. And be that, that, that guiding light and that guiding force that we need. Um, there's a national coalition of like a hundred black women, uh, the Charlottesville metropolitan area where their vision is like that black women and girls will live in a world where they share, or sorry, where socioeconomic inequity does not exist. And they believe in gender equity, inclusion, respect, racial and social justice, integrity, accountability, and economic environment and collaboration. Like, these are Black women that are doing such incredible things that are building our community up, that are the backbone of our community. These, like, not just the Black women inside of our town, but also the Black women thinking about, like, nationally, right? Mm-hmm. 98% of Black women voted for Hillary Clinton, right? And mm-hmm. 54 or so percent of white women voted for Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even Donald Trump. Didn't he win? I think he, yeah, he did. He won. He won. Yeah, women. it was like 54, yeah. 56%. Um so just like black women are just like such the backbone of like like what we come to believe uh, as America and what we come mm-hmm. to believe is like everything that we have pushed forward to. They are the ones that are raising children. They are the ones that are, again, like being the mayors of towns and chief of police and deans of students. Like these are such amazing black women. Even if you're thinking about Stacey Abrams, right, who just said that she's going to run again. Um, I don't know if she's running for what she said she's going to run for, but she said she she will run again. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ability of her and her team to get together and, you know, fight in a really, really conservative state, right? I mean, this is mm-hmm. Georgia we're talking yeah. about, right? Sure, there's Atlanta, and sure you have, like, the pockets of conserva- of uh, liberalism, you know, in, like, this concentrated but area. But it's very much majority conservative. Exactly. And in, in, Jer- and in gerrymandered districts. And like, she was fighting against the guy uh, who was the secretary of, like, voting. I don't yeah, know what it was called. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what his specific position was, but yeah, he was the guy that oversaw the election. Right, and he was the one that wouldn't let, like, he. there were people that were trying to get, like, voting machines to have, like, all the cords that they needed, people that had all these issues with the voting on the voting day, and he did nothing. Like, he knew that these issues were coming, and he let them happen. And also the uh, registration where there were, like, Tens of thousands of people that were registered that mm-hmm. automatically became unregistered for no reason. Exactly. Because he said, oh, you didn't vote in a while or, oh, you know, we haven't heard from you, whatever. But it's just like, and she still only lost by a slim margin, right? It was mm-hmm. such, such a slim margin. They almost had a recount. Yeah. That's incredible. I and feel like they should have gone anyway with all the problems that they had because I remember seeing tweets from Atlanta saying mm-hmm. stuff like at like southern districts. 
uh, there's only three voting machines. Right, for which, hundreds or thousands of people. So which if you would look out in a like country county area, there would be like 15, 20 voting machines. And there would be like maybe two, three people that were using them at the time. And it was like, where are these in the city where they're needed for mm-hmm. a larger population? Yeah, people were sitting there. They missed entire days of work to vote for Stacey Abrams. Yeah, there were like like people reporting from lines on Twitter just like, I've been standing here for three hours waiting to vote. Right. And not even close. Right. There are some Mm. people that were bringing people pizza and stuff because, I mean, you're standing up for hours, pregnant people, you're thinking about um, children. Right. There's there's so many different people that are there that are trying to just exercise their right to vote, which, you know, which should not be this hard. Mm-hmm. Just in general, just should not be this hard. You need to have early voting like they do in California. You need to have automatic voting registration. You need to have the voting, um, like if we're going to have a day of an election, make that a national holiday so where people don't have to work, right? Yeah. But there's so many other ways we can make this easier for people to vote. Mm-hmm. And yet we want to make it harder because we believe in this myth of voter um, voter fraud, right? Yeah. This idea that somehow people these, I don't know, illegal or undocumented people are coming in and voting up a storm and giving all the, like, we're supposed to be winning, but the liberals are winning. They must be illegals voting. Like, what what are you talking about, right? Yeah. Um, so just to see black women who face all these different obstacles, right, and, mm-hmm. and are still able to come out on the other side, are still able to fight, are still able to be the people that, you know, not just nurture, but people that are just some of the strongest people that I know, my mom, my aunt, my grandmother, like people that will carry me through and help me to get to where I am. I was just talking to my grandma yesterday and telling her that like, I never once grew up, especially in the family that I grew up in, where someone didn't believe in me, where someone didn't say like, you can do this. Like, I love you. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't have negative role models in my life. And that I think is like a huge part of the reason why I'm where I am where I am today because of these black women and because of these people in my life that have been able to support me and love me and nurture me and tell me that I'm like my grandma would always say, like, you hold the key to your future. You are the person that's in charge. You are the one that has the ability to do whatever you possibly want and what you ever possibly could believe in. And that is just so incredible. That's so impactful for someone to be able to hear that day in and day out and from everyone around them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that those, those are the things that I just want to like boost up, say like not just Charlottesville black women, but just black women in general, super dope. Love you. Don't get treated good enough. I mean, Malcolm X said it best. The black woman is the most disrespected woman on the, on the face of the earth. And so knowing that like, there's still all of these things that are against you. There's still all these things of people disrespecting you. And yet you still come back, you still show up every single time and you support us, right? You support people around you. And so yeah, black women. Yeah. Dope. There's a reason why after the last presidential election, the first two names that were brought up for who will go against him in 2020. Kamala Harris. No. Uh, Maxine Waters. No. Okay. The first two names, <laughs> the first two names I heard brought up were Michelle Obama oh, true. and Oprah. Yes. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about people that were actually going to run. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With uh, people that are actually going to run, mm-hmm. I'd say those are two very good candidates. But the ones that people like originally picked from Jump, like it wasn't Bernie Sanders, it wasn't anybody like that. It right. wasn't Hillary again. It was we want Michelle Obama or Oprah. Which I believe both of them had said no. And it's completely understandable why they wouldn't want to. It is. Michelle's seen firsthand what it looks like 
Uh, Oprah she hated it. Yeah, I mean, she hated like the constraints that were um, involved with being the first lady. Yeah, and Oprah has her own thing going. Like she has everything. like she's <laughs> she's already the president. Let's be real. Seriously, like she was. Well, she wasn't God, but she was whatever that superwoman was, Mrs. Who, Mrs. Y, in um, the children's book, A Wrinkle in Time. No, I never watched. Oh, I never watched it, but yeah. Yes. I know what you mean. She was like the big godlike person. Mm-hmm. And she, I like, I was trying to explain to my friends, like, they're like, oh, like, what was it like? Like, what was Oprah like, you know, being and acting in that role? I was like, I don't think that Oprah was acting. I think she was just, just being Oprah. Being Oprah. <laughs> just walking around, creating things with the gesture of her palm. That was just, that's who she is. That's how she lives her life. And they just kind of recorded her for a little bit. I mean, it, it literally <laughs> became a meme of, you get a car, you get a car, like that type of thing is just like, just waving her hand is like, <laughs> you got one and you got one. That's the life that Oprah lives. Mm-hmm. And again, black women. And yeah, she became somebody very powerful off of her own ability. Yeah. And after a lot of hardship too. Oh my God. And an incredible amount. You know, and she even actually, you know, her name is really Orpa. Did you know this? No, like like she has the same letters, but like it like but Oprah just sounded better than Orpa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel it's hard to know just because we just ran with Oprah, but it, it feels like it would be definitely a lot different if we didn't refer to it as Oprah. Wait, say it again. <laughs> I f- like we're used to it, but it does feel like if we were to call her by her actual name. Oh. Like it, it, like it feels like it wouldn't be the same. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean that's that's absolutely that's absolutely true. Um, mm. And I think that's why uh, Oprah changed her name. Yeah, I will say with uh, this upcoming guaranteed segment that's going to be happening for uh, each week for the month of February. Uh huh. The first person that's going to be brought up is a strong black woman. They're all strong. Uh, yes. <laughs> But like, but yes, yeah, I get you. like I've only grazed the surface of my research mm-hmm. on this person to which I still have a lot of content from that alone. Right. And I'm not even halfway through their life. Like I literally just got into year two with their activism. Oh yeah. And she's been through a lot, a lot in her activism mm. alone. And yeah, it's someone that's a very notable person. Everybody that's listening can find out next week when they listen. But uh, next week, the beginning of February. Yeah. Oh snap! Awesome. All right. So it's time for. That's a trivia song. Yeah, just go on with your trivia intro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I forget how editing works, and you just kind of you you'll find different things. Yeah, I cut out stuff and throw stuff in. Right. That's editing. That's yes. mostly what it is, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> so this week on Fairpoint Trivia, Trivia, Fair, Fair, Fair Trivia, Trivia, Trivago. <laughs> <laughs> that find, game find show. the cheapest hotel. <laughs> <laughs> The game show trivia of Daniel's demise, um, or Daniel's creation, not demise. I'm not going anywhere. I was about to say, why are you destroying the <laughs> trivia? Uh, this week's edition is Charlottesville, Seaville, Seatown, 
the Ville. UVA's home. <laughs> Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson, James Monroe. You get it. It's Charlottesville. Monroe? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. For a second there, I thought about John Adams. But no. Different like white you, guy. Look at you, confusing your white men. Isn't he still from Virginia, though? John Adams, yeah. I know he was best friends with Thomas Jefferson, and they died the same day. And mm-hmm. they used to, like... They used to be best friends, and they became great enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why I got a little confusing. But yeah, James Madison's house is right near yep. Tom Jefferson's. Wait, I said James Monroe. James that's Monroe. right. Wait. <laughs> is it Monroe or is it Madison? Who cares? Old white men. Um, so next up on trivia, um, we have Charlottesville trivia. Okay. What year are you? I'm sorry. Are you ready, Bertram? Bertram yes, I, I am. I know I have my phone out. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Like I'm not googling. I'm not googling whatever it is that you're saying. I just want to know which president it is. Was it James Monroe? Or James Madison? Uh. In the meanwhile, I can sing the president's song. Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe. See, Adams, I don't know that one. When you said uh, the president's song, I thought you were going to be singing like the Animaniacs the song. Mm-hmm. Van Buren, Harrison, Tyler Polk, Taylor Filmer, Pierce Buchanan, Lincoln, Johnson, Grant Hayes, Garfield, Arthur, Truman, Roosevelt, Truman. Montpelier is the home of McKinley, James Harrison. Madison. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So Ashland, Ron Highland, Ashland Lawn Highland is uh, James Monroe, which is the one that's by Monticello. Okay. So yeah, it's not Madison, it's Monroe. Boom. That's why I'm the trivia guy. When it comes to history, I'm the trivia guy when it comes to movies, apparently. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get on to your questions. Okay, so what year was Charlottesville founded, erected, inaugurated? The beginning of Charlottesville, mm-hmm. like as a city. Yeah. So we have A, 1819, B, 1693, C, 1762, or D, 1906? I'm going to go with C. Your answer is... Woo! <laughs> uh, yeah, Charlottesville was founded in 1762. Uh, do you know what the other dates were? 1819? No. Founding of UVA? Uh, 1693? No. Founding of William and Mary? And 1906? I really don't know. The founding of Alpha Phi Fraternity Incorporated. See, the last two... Well, that one I really don't know. <laughs> and then the William & Mary one, I'm just kind of like... Okay. <laughs> the UVA thing, I completely 100% get. Okay. <laughs> I just found dates. Okay. So, who uh, is the Charlotte in Charlottesville? Like, who was Charlottesville named after? Ooh. Was it Prince? Was it Princess Charlotte of Mecklenburg Streets in Germany? Was it Charlotte York? Uh, sorry, Charlotte York Goldenblatt, uh, the Duchess of York, Queen Charlotte Russe of France, or Charlotte Elizabeth Diana? That one. Charlotte Elizabeth Diana. Mm-hmm. Your answer is. Dang. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Um, so <laughs> it's not that embarrassing, but. Do you, but Charlotte Elizabeth Diana is actually, that's Kate and uh, Prince Harry, I think that's his name, 
Uh, that's their child. That's that Charlotte. Oh, see, I don't pay any attention, so I yeah. wouldn't know. So that's that Charlotte, who's who was named after the Charlotte that Charlottesville was also named after, which was which was Princess Charlotte of Mel- Mecklenburg Streets. I think that's probably the closest I'm going to get to saying it right. I just kind of breezed over it earlier because I didn't really know how to say it. Uh, yes, but she is a woman uh, who became queen when she married King George the Third. And also Charlotte York Goldenblatt is like not a duchess. She's the Charlotte from Sex and the City. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know that either. <laughs> and Charlotte Roos is, that's just a dessert and like a store. <laughs> store? <Still wouldn't know laughs> um, I, I know like no Charlottes really. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then, so... For bonus points, how many portraits are there of Queen Charlotte in town? You have to guess the number. I'm going to let me say eight. Yeah. And it's going to be something more like four. It's going to be something more like zero, uh, which is crazy, right? But people say it's because if you look up Queen Charlotte, um, you'll see that she's actually like a mixed woman. Um, she had like, she. That would explain. Right, exactly. So. Um, in the portraits that she has been portrayed in, some of them will portray her as white, but there's like a portrait done by a realist that portrays, um, her with like black features, um, and coarse hair and like things like that. Um, but it's pretty, at least in the portraits that I've seen, it's pretty obvious that the person is like mixed, like probably like black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's like a, what people will say, like the reason why there's no pictures of Queen Charlotte in Charlottesville. is because they didn't want to give any shine to somebody of color right in a time where america was extremely racist you yeah. know i would say we we're still in a time where america is extremely racist because there's still no pictures of her and guess what another black woman wow mm-hmm. and yet people <laughs> want to talk about can't take down the statues as part of the history it's just mm-hmm. like what about the history of where the name came from <laughs> i didn't know i guess the present child of the uh prince of England today. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so what movies were filmed uh, in or near Charlottesville? Evan Almighty. Okay, we're, we're going to go through the list. <laughs> Evan Almighty. <laughs> Major Pain. Toy Soldiers. Yeah, we're going to leave it there. No, no, no. I want to hear what your last pick was. The last one was All of the Above. But if Evan Almighty is already won. Oh, well, no. You don't really know. Okay, so the, the choices are Evan Almighty, Major Pain, Toy Soldiers, or all of the above. I'm just going to go with Evan Almighty. Oh. I'm just going to go with that one. I might be wrong, but it's all of the above. Yes, it is all of the above. Uh, Major Pain was filmed at the Miller School, um, which is like a small like private school around town. Mm-hmm. Um, and Toy Soldiers, which I thought when they were talking about the animated one, you know I'm talking about? Like, the, it was... Um, based off like toy story kind of it was like toy story but it was uh it was like scarier it was like much darker and they had like guns and stuff um but it's an animated movie called toy soldiers it's like the ants of a bug's life do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh so like the darker scarier version of it but yeah so the toy soldiers another movie um was filmed also at the miller school Hmm. okay which one of these people is not a famous uva graduate Dr. Charles T. Pepper of Dr. Pepper. Uh, Tina Fey. Tina Fey is a UAV. Chris Long. We're not, uh, you're, uh, let me finish. Sorry. <laughs> Chris Long. Robert Mueller. 
Woodrow Wilson or Edgar Allan Poe? Wow, that was six. Yeah, which one of these is not a famous UVA graduate? Tina Fey is. I feel like Chris Long is. I feel like you champion him because he's an Eagles player. And you're an mm-hmm, Eagles fan. Mm-hmm, I, I know Edgar Allan Poe definitely went there. They have a. Whole, I think they have his room as an exhibit that people can visit. Fun fact: They actually don't know if that's the right room. Really? It was either it was either lawn room twelve or thirteen. And they picked one. <laughs> Whoa. That's kind of messed up. You think that maybe they would like leave both. Yeah. So who were the other three excluding those three? Cause we, cause I know two of them and I've ruled out one. So who are the other three people? There was Muller, Robert Muller, Woodrow Wilson, and Dr. Pepper. See, Dr. Pepper could be like completely serious or a complete and total joke. <laughs> Like, I really don't know. Was he friends with Mr. Pibb? Uh, Mr. Pibb was not available for comment. Ah, oh, dang it. Okay, I feel Three. like we don't want Muller, so Two. let's go with Muller. One. I have a feeling he probably did, but let's go with Muller because we don't really want him. Dang. I want Muller. <laughs> Oh, wait, 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 wait. oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Robert Mueller is somebody that we like. It's because the Mueller investigation is just yes. like I'm thinking. It's like no Mueller. Right? Huh? Hmm. Some true colors came out. Hmm. I'm kidding. I'm um, late. It's tired. So, Dr. Charles T. Pepper of Dr. Pepper received his MD from UVA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tina Fey graduated from UVA. Was like a lawn resident. Chris Long, football player for UVA football. Robert Mueller also received his degree from UVA and Woodrow Wilson. Edgar Allan Poe, trick question, kind of, attended UVA but then left in December of 1826 and never graduated. And the question was, who was a graduate? Exactly. Dang it, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's see. Which one of these... Yeah, oh, which, what celebrities have homes in Charlottesville? Uh, sorry, which one, is, which one of these celebrities does not have a home in Charlottesville? Okay. Okay. Sissy Spake, uh, a person who was in The Help. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Howie Long. John Grisham. Uh, Jan Karen. Rita Dove. Or Tina Fey. out so many. I know. That was kind of see, a lot. See, yeah. I feel like I feel like Tina Fey would be the person that wouldn't, but then again, you never really know. This is true. Because she could have loved being here, like after the whole Charlottesville event, she went on Saturday Night Live and talked on a weekend update about it. So, she seems ad- she does have a love for the city, so she could have residence here. You think what the heck would Dwayne the Rock Johnson have with the residents out here? But then you think, oh, it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Why the heck not? Do you smell? You can probably insert the clip in there. It's probably a little bit better than my voice. Nah, it's just gonna be left hanging. <laughs> All right. Um, you know what? Let's just go with Tina Fey. It's probably wrong, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You rattled off like eight names. I can't I did, remember all of them. I did. Oh, man. You're not doing well. You got, you got the first one right? 
Yeah. Yeah, you got the first one right. <laughs> I did so much better with Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, people have actually seen The Rock. He works out at Gold's Gym sometimes um, up on 29. See, I knew that he would mm-hmm. be someone that has a residence here. Yeah, he I wouldn't a, know why, but I can understand him having like a residence has, everywhere. Um, a horse farm around here. Huh. Yeah, that's where he takes his daughter riding horses. Um, and all these other people, I just, I don't know. I found them, they have. I don't know them as well. Wait, was the question who does or who doesn't? Who does not. Um, does the not. person that does not have one is Tina Fey. So, wait, Sissy, then I got it right. Oh, wait. Oh. Shoot! Come on! <laughs> Dirty! Congratulations! Yay! <laughs> my bad. I messed that up. That was my bad. It's okay. We're still getting used to this. Uh, yeah, but those other people, Sissy Spake, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Howie Long, John Grisham, Dan Karen, and Rita Dove all have uh, residences, residences yeah. in Charlottesville. Or around Charlottesville. Okay. So we all know the most famous band from Charlottesville is... I know it's Dave Matthews. I just okay. want to leave it hanging like I didn't know. Jerk. Um, but what other bands or what other band was formed in Charlottesville? Okay. I know. Uh, we have Third Eye Blind, Parachute, The Sunbathers, or... Dave Michaels band. Is the Dave Michaels band someone that just wants to be Dave Matthews? I can't tell you that. I'm just just reading what I have here. And what was C? C was uh, Sunbathers. Can't believe that's a thing. It is. Pretty good man. Look him up on Spotify. Alright, and then the other ones were Parachute and... Third Eye Blind. I think they're the ones that sing Jupiter. Uh, no, no, Drops of Jupiter is a different thing. There ones that was in, um, Wish You Would Step Outside That Ledge, My Friend. Don't know you it. Good. Cut ties with all the guys you've been living in. Don't know it. Okay. I'm going to go with Parachute. Yes. Congratulations. Woo! Uh, yeah, so Parachute is right. Uh, found that out. They were, two of the members were in the Virginia Gentleman, which is like, a. Uh, uh, what's it called? Acapella group. Yeah, UVA. Sh- at UVA. Um, but yeah, they were in the Virginia Gentleman. And Third Eye Blind is like the people that sing that song that I said. Which Sunbathers, I don't know. right? Sunbathers is actually it's, it's one of my friends' bands. Uh, <laughs> um, and who, what about Dave Michaels? Dave Michaels, I made it up because I didn't have a fourth one, so I just made up Dave Michaels' band. There Cash might be it. a Dave Michaels band, but I don't. I don't think that there is. Or should we're be. the Dave Michaels band? We do <laughs> Dave Matthews covers. <laughs> well, I realized I should have said like the James Matthews band, right? And it could have been like, oh, it could have been Dave's brother. Came up true. Man, that would have been made more sense. I feel like we would have heard about it then. Like people would have mentioned it more, right? Like even if they weren't as successful. That's true. But Dave Matthews is still really engaged in Charlottesville, has a bunch of charities and stuff. The way I got to, um, he does like Bama Works, which is like his charitable foundation that he supports. Um, I know that people here, like artistic uh, ventures that people want to do. Yeah, I know the space that we're in, the Music Resource Center of Charlottesville, mm-hmm. is something that's been funded by the Dave Matthews Band. Exactly. Was it also started or just is it been funded? What's that? MRC. Do you know if it was started by, or do you know if it's just something that's been constantly funded? That's a good question. Well, Hmm. we should ask someone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, 
That's the end of trivia. You got Ooh. two right. All right. I got one for you. Oh, and you got three right. You got three right because you got the one that I messed up on. Yeah. I got one Charlottesville trivia question for you. Kind Ooh. of Charlottesville. Mm, nope. This is the end of the segment. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I got one for you. Insert okay. outro music. <laughs> nope. It, insert the weakest link music that softly plays in the background at the point that you probably can't hear it. All right. Daniel. What were the three accomplishments on Thomas Jefferson's tombstone that he was most proud of? Mm. And I'm not giving you multiple choice. You just got to guess it. Okay. There's three things. Slave owner. Nope. Rapist. Those are things that he did, but it's not what he was most proud of on his tombstone. Uh, Sally Hemings. Um... I don't even know. It was probably what, like, inventor or something stupid like that. Nope. There were three very specific things three that very he specific did. Three things. Mm-hmm. Declaration of Independence. One. Um, Got two more. UVA. That's the second. There's one more thing. Probably the hardest one to guess. Um, I don't even know. Serpentine walls? What is that? It's like a wall that, like, it can be a single layer of brick, but, like, when you serpentine it, it stands up. So you don't, like, if you just put a straight brick wall of only single layers of brick, it would fall over. But if you serpentine the walls, it, like, provides pressure to where the wall doesn't fall over. Okay. But no, that's not it. (laughs) Some people would probably think it was being U.S. president, but he actually was not proud of that at all. Uh Uh-huh. It was the Virginia Statue of Religious Freedom was the third thing. So that, the Declaration of Independence, and UVA were the three things he was most proud of. Hmm. Well, the Virginia Statue of Religious Freedom, well, no. He wrote it. I know, but I was thinking about it wasn't really the reason why UVA was founded, but you you know what I mean? But Mm. it goes back to his idea. I don't care about him. I'm not. I'm sorry. I know a lot about him, but I'm not going to boost him. But still, (laughs) I feel like it's an important thing to bring up because he was president of the United States, Mm -hmm. and he was the creator of UVA. Okay. So since this, it's Charlottesville, I feel like it's still something to bring up. I know sure. he's a, like looking back at him, he's an extremely terrible guy. Yes. But still Charlottesville history. <laughs> I will give you that. It is a history of Charlottesville. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, then I think that's it. Uh, thank you all for joining us. And yeah, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your life. Well, you're saying it's a wonderful weekend when this is coming out on Monday. Get your weekend ready for next weekend that you may be listening to this. Get your weekend ready for next weekend. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>